You're listening to Chris Scott on FM 105, Down Community Radio. On 105FM and around the world online. This is FM 105, your local station, live from the heart of Downpatrick. Good evening and welcome along to the Chris Scott Show here on FM 105 Down Community Radio. Thank you again for lending me your ears this week again and let's hope you stay tuned for the next hour. Starting off the programme tonight there with a beautiful song with a haunting melody performed by top Canadian singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, the list goes on, Lorena McKennett. The song in question is called Bonnie Portmore, taken from Lorena's 1991 album called The Visit, and that particular version of that song appeared in the film Highlander 3. So for anyone wondering where Portmore is, well, it's on the eastern shores of Loch Ness in the Bollandary area of County Antrim. Tonight I have a really special treat for you because Lorena is joining me in conversation tonight to talk all about her Irish roots, growing up in Manitoba in Canada, her musical roots and other aspects of her life, which is absolutely fascinating. Before we join Lorena, let's listen to another one of her beautiful songs. It's titled The Lady of Shalott. This is, of course, the lyrical ballad by Alfred Tennyson, written probably about 1830, 1840. Tells a tragic story uh, of the young noblewoman who was stranded in the tar up the river from Camelot. This is Lorena's adaption of the poem to music, and it's a beautiful rendition. Sit back and relax, folks, and let the music take you to a time and a place far, far away. Chatting with Chris on FM 105, Down Community Radio. Your station, your voice. Tonight, we are flying our way about three and a half thousand miles to the west of us here, or depending on what way the plane's going, it could be the other way as well. But we're over in Canada tonight, and I'd like to welcome onto the show Lorena McKennett. Lorena, you're very welcome to uh, our local community radio here in Down Patrick. Well, thank you very, very much. It's a great pleasure to be with you. And thank you so much for your time, Lorena. We we are in a little part of Ireland which is um, quite close to all Irish culture because we claim the burial place of St. Patrick here just a few miles down the road. Uh, and I know yourself, now you have the Canadian accent, but I do know that you have some Irish in your background somewhere, somewhere in the family tree, Lorena. How does yeah, that all yeah. fall into place? Well, as I uh, it, it, the the connection to Ireland comes to through my great grandparents. Uh, they came from Ireland around the 1830s to Canada, and apparently there were four brothers, and two stayed in the eastern part of Canada, and two moved to the west. And I'm a descendant of one of those from the west. Um, uh, my my father actually, when he was over, I was working at the Abbey Theatre in 1988, mm-hmm. and uh, my parents came over for a, a visit at that time, and they they pursued the family history a bit more. Uh, I guess for a very brief period of time, they were McKennets up in Donegal Town, right. and um, so that's it on my my father's side, and my mother's side is quite a different strand, which is interesting in this day and age because she came from a Russian Mennonite background. Wow. Uh, yeah. And a part of R- Russia that is now part of southern Ukraine. Um, but it's a very Canadian story where you have people 
coming over in the 19th century, particularly um, from different kinds of situations, and finding a, making a home in this part of the world. Wow, that's fascinating. The, the, the McKenna name has a variance of spellings, of course. Um, you're the ITT version, but there are other variants out there. Um, we don't have any in our phone books here. I still have an old phone book from about thirty years ago here. It never, it never has appeared in the north here, you know, and, and, and certainly uh, going back into. I think even in the census, there there may have been a few in nineteen oh one. And but you're right, Donegal seemed to be where the, the centre of that family came from. Um, no, yes, yes. I have spoken to you, and there are probably people out there going, who is Lorena McKenna? I don't mean that disrespectfully, because oh, Lorena, I, I personally, um, Celtic music wouldn't have been something that, that really touched me a lot in the past. Uh, but then I, I came across the visit, and uh, the, the, you know, from many, many years ago. But one of those uh, beautiful songs, and that was Bonnie Portmore. And Bonnie Portmore, Portmore is an area where my parents grew up, and, and outside the Navy in Bolandary. Uh, and I never knew that someone of your caliber had ever recorded that, but of course it was used in one of uh, the, the great films, I think. Isn't that right, Lorena? Yes, it's interesting, you know, how one can stumble across pieces of music. I mean, it, it, if for someone living in Canada, unless you're living in Newfoundland or the or Nova Scotia, there's not a lot of other pockets of, of strong, what I call strong Celtic music. I grew up in the prairies of Manitoba, uh, and I, I belong to a folk club in Winnipeg, and a number of the members of that folk club came from Ireland and Scotland and and, and Wales and England, and, and they had uh, the Bothy Band, Playing Stay, Steelites Band, all these. And as soon as I heard the Celtic music, I was um, I felt automatically smitten by it. Uh, it was almost an involuntary kind of thing, um, and. Uh, so I, 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 that was, yeah, that was the 70s. And because I, when I moved here in 81, I think I spent, I spent about a month in Ireland tracking down the, the traditional music, uh, in the month of February. And I think 80, 81 or 82 February. <laughs> and, um, so after that, I, uh, I was also studying Irish history at the time. Uh, a university course in Irish history, a correspondence course, and then move on through the 80s and then the 90s, I uh, came across this exhibition in Venice that was the most extensive exhibition ever assembled on the Celts, and uh, that that intrigued me even further, uh, that the Celts were this sort of vast collection of tribes that had fanned out across Europe and into Asia Minor. So it's given me a, um, a huge creative springboard from which to make my own creations as well as, you know, to, to connect to, to, to history. Yeah, I don't know if that kind of connects to the question you asked me. But <laughs> oh, no, 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 absolutely. But Bonnie Portmore was a very poignant song. You know, obviously you have a couple, yeah. I think maybe one verse to a couple of verses, not. I think it was quite a lengthy, you know, a lengthy ballad. But, I mean, where did you yeah. pick up on that one? Can you remember? Well, and this, and, and sorry, I digress. I went on a massive digression there. But um, I actually found the the song in a secondhand book in a secondhand bookstore in Montreal. Oh. Um, and so it was It was in that book that I first heard. I had never heard a recording of it. Yeah. And uh, so, and it didn't have all the verses either. Someone since wrote to me and said, you know, there's, there's much more to there the piece yeah. than, yeah, than what I recorded. Yeah. 
You, you, beautiful piece, beautiful, beautiful piece. You, you, I, I was watching you. We're, we're actually on Zoom for any of the listeners who can't see us. And I, you know, that doesn't work in radio. But I seen you waving your hand there and you went, oh, the 80s and 90s, you, 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 you just brushed over. Like, that's a decade. You just went, oh, there's 10 years gone. You know, you've had a long <laughs> career in music, Lorena. Uh, where, where were the roots? I mean, where did it all start? Was mum and dad singing around the house? And, you know, where, where did that come from? No, I mean, I would love to say that I learned music at my parents' knee or my grandfather or grandmother's knee, but it really wasn't like that. Um, my grand, my my father was a livestock dealer, and so my and so was my grandfather, my great grandfather. They were all cattle drovers, oh. and uh, my mother was a nurse. Um, but neither of them were particularly uh, immersed in music. Um, my grandmother played the piano, as many did of that vintage. It was kind of like Home in the Range and uh, You Are My Sunshine. But um, but I was very lucky to, the, the community that I grew up in in southern Manitoba was has still a very strong German and Mennonite uh, uh, component to it. And there was a lot of music in the community uh, that really stemmed more from the church. Um, mm-hmm. But but as a result, they were in the school system. Uh, both my music teachers were, were German Mennonite. And uh, so there was just music in the community in a very, very rich way at the schools. I played for choirs. I sang in choirs. I played in, the, you know, I was in the music festivals. Yeah. I played for, and sang in operettas. So it was there all the time. And I didn't really encounter, you know, I was in, interested in folk music, but not traditional folk music. In the in the 70s, it was more like Joni Mitchell and Judy Collins and uh, Peter, Paul, and Mary or Simon and Garfunkel. Those were my, mm-hmm. uh, my earliest mm-hmm. folk roots. And it wasn't until I moved to Winnipeg in the late 70s that I encountered this, this folk club that convened. It was a session. It was a traditional session on Sunday nights. And uh, that's where I've heard the traditional music for the first time. Yeah, okay. Because, I mean, your, your your teenage years were probably, I don't know, I'm not going to embarrass you, but it is all out there on the internet. You know, late 60s, coming into that 70s yeah. period, you could have went a totally different direction, of course, Lorena, but, but no. You have a beautiful voice. Uh, I mean, your voice is just unique. It is unique. I know people have described it as, like, Enya, and you, you, get, you probably get a lot of that, but it is unique, and, and I'm sure you, you're, you're well aware of that. But you... I, I, am I right in saying that you toured with the likes of the Chieftains, uh, who we would know well in this part of the world? Was that part of your uh, criteria at one stage? Were you with them for a while on tour? I, I, I was. I mean, as, as you must know, you know, they their their lives and careers were so much involved in inviting different musical guests. So I was just one of many musical guests along the way. I did tour with them in Japan in 1995. Ah, um, yeah, yeah. And I was also invited to to sing a piece in one of their recordings. Um, then when they were on their final tour here in Canada, they were performing just up the road in Kitchener, Ontario, and I was uh, I was invited to perform one last time with them. Oh. And uh, I'm I'm really really pleased that I was in the neighborhood and I was able to do that. It was a lovely evening. The whole, the whole presentation, you know, just reviewing their history was just so um, rich and delightful before the concert actually began. Chatting with Chris on FM 105 Down Community Radio.
Your station, your voice. Derek Bell, then, uh, am I right in saying that you sang at the funeral of Derek uh, when Derek passed? Yes, I was asked to sing at Derek's, uh, Derek's funeral in Belfast. Um, yeah. Again, an incredible privilege, really. Uh, he was a great, he was a great person, a great character. He was very funny, <laughs> and uh, that little accent, and very, yeah. very, very witty. The way he spoke, he, he was, a, he was a fascinating character. Yeah. And unfortunately, I never got talking about his cats. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But of course, outside the singing, um, you were. I, I mean, I would look at videos of you online, and sometimes you have a harp, sometimes you have a keyboard. You know what? Is there anything that you can't play? Is there anything that you'd like to oh, play? Oh, lots of things. I can't play. I mean, I don't play the harp particularly well. Um, oh, if you okay. were to set me next to a, a, a properly trained harpist, you would see it immediately. Yeah. The way I play the harp is enough to accompany myself singing. Yes. But beyond yes. that, it's... Uh, uh, but the piano is probably my first instrument outside of the voice. Um, I've taught myself to play a little bit of accordion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I played a bit of canoon which is a middle eastern instrument mm-hmm. on a couple of occasions but um, that's were you professionally trained on the piano yeah uh, well i was I, I took classical piano lessons for for eight or nine years yeah okay. so back back in morden manitoba there. yeah okay <laughs> so so with, yeah. with i mean it's interesting for me to reflect um you know on what i do and how i do it uh and as much as one can do that is I can see the classical training come through not only uh, at the piano but particularly with my voice I'm classically trained vocally as well but I I just didn't have a love for classical vocal music I I was much more interested in the the um, more the traditional music Mm -hmm. and then creating my own thing so if I if I believe in a read on the internet we're now talking 14 million albums later is that or you know sold is yeah. that true L- yeah. Lorena I mean it might even be more now I suppose we're in a different era now with the digital age and downloads and things but mm-hmm. I mean that, that that's claimed there would that be would that be fully accurate oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah it's that's probably closer to 15 now yeah I mean the height of my career occurred uh, in 1998 with the release of the book of secrets um, my I guess about six six studio recording and that was just when the internet came in and all the carnage with it uh that's you know that's when napster appeared and music started to be stolen from the internet and it never recovered that side of the music industry is almost pretty much collapsed Mm -hmm. uh where you could make uh, a decent living now it's primarily you make uh, what you make uh, through a touring unless you're at a very very high league like taylor swift or something like that yeah. uh, because the streaming services um you know it, it's evolved a bit and it's gotten a little bit better but not 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 it's not it doesn't pay in the same kind of modality as, as it used to like if you pay 10 cents per thousand plays on 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 uh, spotify and then on youtube it might be point zero 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 one three cents yeah. per play so it's not a, a business model that one can make much money on. I'm lucky because my career got established. So the majority of those sales occurred uh, really, uh, you know, around by by the by 2000. Uh, mm-hmm. In the past couple of decades, it's pronoun- pronouncedly less, even though we can still tour the world and do the same halls as we did in the mm-hmm. late 90s. Mm-hmm. It's just where things are out there. So I'm sure you're asked this millions of times, highlight of your career to date, and I'm saying to date because 
there's a big future out there once the world's starting to normalize now but if you had to think back and pick a few different bits and pieces along the way what would what, what would those be it's really hard to, to pick one thing out because, I mean, I derive so much pleasure from from um, different aspects of it, you know. Um, I mean, there's, there's places that we've performed that have been significant. Yes. Um, uh, and there's people, I mean, for example... Uh, we've we, a few years ago we performed at the Royal Albert Hall. Uh, yeah. We've performed in some very interesting heritage places in uh, think of the Ostia Antica in Rome, uh, the the Acropolis in Athens. Uh, we 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 produced a concert at the Alhambra in Spain and Granada. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, but performing, uh, it's it's yeah it's it's really hard to pick out one. Mm. particular uh event or place i just i love meeting people i love that's probably for me one of the greatest things is when i get off the stage and i get to meet people afterward and um it's it's a lesser known fact but back when i in the i don't know the early days of my career i actually uh, uh got my taxi driver's license in toronto part of it wow. was you know to have a flexible means of of having an income but the other side of it was just the opportunity the, the kind of a lack of the draw of getting people in the back of the car and say you know learning about them and where they're from <laughs> so, i get it so, yeah, i get that yeah. it's not lorena it's for you it's not really fame and fortune is it it's not about that uh, and and there's yeah. so many complex issues going on, you know, just reading into your life, you know, there there's so many things we don't even time to, to brush across. But, you know, yeah. I know recently, I, I know we've been through lockdown and so on, and, and you, I think at some stage you pull back actually from touring to concentrate more on a family life at a, at, a, at a stage from what I read. But now we're coming back out of that sort of world, the way the world has been. H- have you plans then to go back on stage again? I know, am I right, recently you've done a, a, a concert for Ukraine? Or you've been involved in that? Well, I was uh, I was a headliner of, of a collection of artists that performed in London, Ontario last week mm-hmm. uh, on Thursday and Friday. So mm-hmm. that was... Um, uh, that was that event. We've been contemplating whether or not to actually produce something here in Stratford, but uh, no, I, I, we're actually going to be announcing. <laughs> I guess I could be announcing it here. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could find myself announcing here. Um, we're, yeah. we're actually going to go out into Canada and to be uh, to just some dates in Ontario and Quebec. In uh, we're about to announce that in a week or two, so I don't think the end of the world. Um, uh, just we we had looked at a whole other footprint of touring in the United States just after that. But with the uncertainty of the pandemic, I wanted to kind of have another stretch of time just to see if things can stabilize because I didn't want to put up a whole tour and then take it down like it been, you know, so many have had to do yes, in the past yes, years. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, so, you know, yeah, we're, 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 looking at a, we're looking at a touring season coming up that good. will take us till the end of 23. That's excellent. And you know, that there are lots of other bits and pieces to your life, but you know, there's some fascinating things out there that with the, uh, it's not, is it the armed forces or you are uh, involved um, I think you'd be given honorary titles uh, at one stage with the 435 Transport Rescue Squadron, and then that advanced to something else. Tell us about that. Your 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 status. So I'm the I'm the honorary colonel for the Royal Canadian Air Force. It's the Air Force. Wow. Uh, 
and and so I started out as as an honorary colonel in a squadron in Winnipeg for three five transport and rescue squadron, and then uh, I don't, can't remember how many years ago now six or so years I was asked to be actually the honorary colonel for the entire air force, um, and that the, the honorary colonel program is designed to be a bridge between citizens and and the military, um, so there's opportunities for. Uh, education and awareness building uh, for morale building, um, th- that sort of that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So, uh, in my years with four three five squadron, uh, being a transport and rescue squadron, I'd go out in some of their their uh, I call them rehearsals. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Maybe. if they're looking for people who are stranded and lost, um, I went up to a place called Alert, which is just a couple hundred miles from the North Pole, um, and so they bring up uh, they bring up supplies to that part of the world. But the Air Force is involved in uh, many things: sovereignty patrol. You know, we've got the you know whole northern uh, globe thing happening. Um, uh, disaster relief. Uh, there's. Uh, you know, there's combat, there's peacemaking, peacekeeping. Yeah. Uh, there's quite a number of roles. So, yeah. yeah, so I'm, and but the real focus for me in this role is primarily families and the uh, the support that families that are serving in the Air Force, what they, their needs are. Chatting with Chris on FM 105 Down Community Radio. Your station, your voice. Just tuned in, you're listening to The Chris Scott Show on FM 105 Down Community Radio. I'm in conversation tonight with Lorena McKinnon, singer-songwriter based in Stratford in Ontario in Canada. I'll be joined again by Lorena on the other side of this beautiful rendition of the traditional English folk song, It's Greensleeves. You're listening to Chris Scott on FM 105 Down Community Radio. And of course you have other... Uh, you, you have the Cook Reeves Memorial Fund, you know, for the water search and safety, which is something found in '98, which is very, mm-hmm. very, very close to your heart, uh, and, and the big yes. of that, of course, Lorena. Um, that that yes, that was um, uh, initiated in 1998 when my fiance died in a boating accident, and we took the proceeds from the live recording that we had made that spring in Paris and in Toronto, and turned that in as a fundraising generator for the water safety fund. And uh, so yes, we've we've uh, supported a variety of water safety initiatives around the country as well. Yeah, of course. And and is it the Falstaff Family Centre as well, close to where you live there? That, that That's part of something that you're involved yes, with as well? Yes, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> that's another ac- another accidental kind of thing. Right, in, okay. uh, two th- in 2000, um, the property, this, the schoolhouse, I'm, 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 it's where my office is, that's where I'm right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so... Uh, it was it was made redundant in June of, of 2000 and the the community was really up in arms that it was going to be torn down and the property made into uh, you know duplexes or something so I stepped in thinking I would temporarily buy it to slow down the decision making mm-hmm. um, and it was felt by the community it should stay in the service of, of children and families and um, it's I have it still. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Brilliant, that's brilliant. And of course, you, you have, over the years, you've been awarded, you know, numerous awards, new, numerous accolades, none less than the Order of Canada 
or of um, Manitoba. And goodness, the less goes on. Do you know uh, what? If, uh, you know, you're. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to sum you up. I can't sum you up. There are so many <laughs> facets of your life. Um, what about a book? I mean, have you ever written? Uh, have you ever written? A, I know there's lots of biographies online, mm-hmm. but you know, from your own, from your own heart, from your, your own words. Yeah, I mean, we've we've uh, I've, I've I've walked up to it, written a little bit, kind of, that, and then we just get so busy. You see, yeah. one of the distinctive arrangements of of my situation is I don't have a traditional manager since I very um, the very very beginning, and the, and the, the beginning of my career is quite an interesting one because. Um, you know, going back to the prairies in the 80s mm-hmm. and so and falling in love with the Celtic music, I actually moved to Stratford, Ontario to partake in the Stratford uh, Shakespearean Festival here for four years. And then in 1985, I made my first recording. And, but I always wanted to be a veterinarian. And the money that my parents had, you know, scraped together for my university studies, um, I then borrowed from them to make my first recording elemental in 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 1985 that was done in a studio just up the road in about a week and i asked the the engineer if he he knew where i could get cassettes run and he said well there's this plant in toronto so i ran off about 30 cassettes i gave about 15 of them away and then i wonder well what am i going to do with the rest of these 15 (laughs) so i decided i would go and busk on the street in um toronto uh, at the saint lawrence market on saturday morning so i did that off and on from 1985 to but 89 was 89 i think was the last time i busked there and i raised enough money to make my second recording and my third recording and then in in uh, 1991 i signed a licensing deal with with the Warner Music Group, yes. which then allowed my music to 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 go all over the world, so it's a, it's a, it's an that is an, a kind of um an, a Cinderella story. I know, yeah, yeah, it's know? A, and a very broad brush as well. You just whoosh. Quinlan yeah. Road. That's your own. That's your own recording label now, isn't it? Quin, Quin, is it Quinlan? Am I it saying is. that right? Quin, yeah, Quinlan. Yes, it, which so, should be an Irish name. I yeah, believe. of course. And you know, um, I suppose yeah. in round where you are, and, and you know where you live, and that Stra- is it Stratf- Stratford, isn't it? That area. Stratford. There are lots of Stratford. Irish links there. You know, you look down all yes, the street yes, names, yes. and you know it all links back here yeah, somewhere, definitely. doesn't it? Or Scotland, anyway. You know, somewhere all across. Yes, yes, um, yes. So, what are your plans then? Uh, going beyond where we are now, you know. Yeah, we're in we're we're in the here and now. But what happens down the line? What are what? Okay, hopefully get back on the road again. What about recording again? You got, are there? There's something there in the pipeline. Is there? Yeah. Well, I I mean, it, it, some years ago, um, I can't remember again. It was might have been five years ago. Or, Time is a funny quality in this yeah, day and age. Yeah, yeah. But I actually spent a, a terrific couple of weeks in Rajasthan in India. And again, it was it was picking up on these tiny little threads about the er, some of the earliest Celts and and how they kept track of time or their reverence for cattle. And and so I was interested to 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 begin there. But as with all these things, um, I might start with a strand that has some connection to the history of the Celts, but then I'll, it'll open up doors which take me off to other places. But that was a very, very rich trip in terms of inspiration, that trip to Rajasthan. So I've got all that sort of sitting in a box waiting to really be developed. But as I was mentioning, the, the difficulty is I, I run everything. I've got a team of, of, you know, I've got a couple of colleagues here uh, that work with me, about three 
three people. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do it all. And so I become the bottleneck. Uh, so I can't be writing and recording while I'm building tours and out executing them. So everything slows down. Secondly is that because the that side of the industry is so broken that it's there's not a big business argument to make what I would call a really richly tapestry kind of a recording like the Book of Secrets or Mask and Mirror or Ancient News because they're quite expensive when you bring in musicians of different traditions as I as I was wanting to do it'd be quite quick and easy to do a recording myself and a you know bass and cello and violin or something like that um, but I feel part of the richness of, 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 of my work is stitching in other uh, cultural elements and ideas and traditions and history uh, into into it. So it's it's trying to, to square that circle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so we'll see. There's certainly inspiration there. Uh, I mean, I, the other thing is that I've I'm quite. Uh, also quite preoccupied by the state of the world. <laughs> and, um, you know, there are lots of things going on here in Canada. Uh, I was delighted to hear today that the Pope apologized to our Indigenous people for what occurred to them in residential schools and so on. So that yes, we've yes. here at the Falstaff Family Centre have been quite keen to support the 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 uh, initiatives and struggles of our indigenous people. We host a medicine wheel garden here on the property, and that's, in, uh, for example. So that's a civic initiative. We're quite, I wanted to stay home off my career and get some of these things done. A year ago, we uh, managed to fight off a, a very unsuitable um, development, a big uh, glass factory that would have been an environmental disaster, but that was about a three or four months leaning against the wheel big civic protest that I was quite central to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we want to you know, continue playing a role in doing what we can with respect to climate change. And, and, w- and one of the other big subjects for me for the past 10 years or more has been the unintended consequences of the uh, connection technologies in relation to child development and human development. Um, that's uh, another big theme for for us here, uh, because we see so much um, so much damage being done to children and youth by the premature overuse of technology. Yeah. So, not to mention our democracies. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not we're not we're not we have our our fingers in a number of things. I mean, the music industry in my career is certainly you know a central pillar, and and it finances a lot of things. But we wanted to pull ourselves off the road in 2019. Little did we know we were going to be heading straight mm-hmm. into a pandemic. Mm-hmm. But we really wanted to be part of this community here and try to make changes. Because uh, I think rather than being a consumer, we wanted to be citizens here. That is absolutely fascinating, Lorena. What, what, what do I say? Um, I, I notice you, you have, I, I notice you talk, uh, your online presence, you're, you're quite different the way you run that i don't mean that in, in, in a bad way but your facebook so yes there is a facebook presence but there's nothing on it it's the link to your facebook site uh, or not or to your website sorry it's the link from your facebook site to your website you, you were very adamant that at one stage that you pulled away from facebook and um, what was going yeah. on at that time uh at the higher echelons and yeah. that, that um which was a yes, statement yes, in that was 
that was after learning. I mean, I was never a fan of of, of social media. I, I mean, we we were we partook in it from a professional standpoint. My assistant would put things up just to let people know. But when I learned more about the Cambridge Analytica Facebook uh, uh, event with, and how that impacted the 2016 U.S. election, um, I just found it really, really hard to be part of Facebook um, uh, that whole platform, because I, I, and now we we appreciate more than ever, our democracies are not something to be taken for granted, and I think I think our democracies are under full assault now through the weaponization of the internet, and and so uh, I, I have extremely strong feelings, but I think it could have evolved better. Yes. Had it been m- more thoughtfully developed and uh, more regulated uh, earlier on, and I'm very, very pleased to see the Europeans take a great lead in this. Uh, Canadians are not, uh, they're kind of a bit slower along mm-hmm. that line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see the Australians taking a lead in this, um, but I've, I, I, I'm deeply worried that the Internet is one of the most detrimental weapons to our democracies right now. Yeah. And uh, so, <laughs> the other way to look at it, if we didn't have it, we wouldn't be talking tonight. <laughs> that, that's, that's you know, true. so I mean, it's, it's so in some respects, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. Well, it's yeah. I mean, I've had this discussion, if not debate, with many, many people over the years. You know, when you think of the benefits of of vehicles, and uh, mm. uh, but. But they also consume a lot of gas yeah, yeah, and yeah. and so on. So, had our transportation system been better designed, uh, where I mean, we're now facing a climate disaster as a result yes, of the inappropriate yeah. overuse and so on. So it's a, it's a it's a similar thing. Uh, I'm I constantly look at it like a balance sheet. Uh, mm-hmm. Are there more benefits that and and are the nature of the benefits or the nature of the threat uh, worth worth the, the benefits? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, or the risk. Yeah, I can't yeah, yeah, I can't. Yeah. Well, listen, can I just thank you so much for coming on tonight? I, I mean, we could we could really talk for hours because there's so many <laughs> subjects there that are absolutely <laughs> fascinating. And you, you're right; it's not just the music with you. <laughs> there's so much else there. For anyone who wants to uh, tune in, listen in, what is the best way to find out all about Lorena McKennett? What what your 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 website? Have you got the address there for everyone? Yes. I mean, it would probably be just lorenamckennett.com, and lots of what we're doing is is through there. There's another website uh, called The Stolen Child, um, which is mostly focused on the work we've been uh, doing with respect to children and technology, the detrimental effects Mm -hmm. of that, and the links to various experts. Um, I don't think many people would be... uh, I mean, they might be slightly curious to see what we're doing over in Wise Communities, but that was a vehicle that we we set up to address the big uh, glass factory last year. But lorenamckennett.com would be that. And if people are interested to learn more, to be sure to sign up to our old-fashioned emailing list. <laughs> All right. <laughs> because that's, uh, that's, uh, we, we have a, you know, a newsletter that goes up from time to time to keep post, people posted on what we're doing and what we're releasing and where we're touring. Yeah, that's fantastic. You, you see, if you give up the, um, the music, I'm just going to say, I've spoke to other artists as well. When you start looking online and looking at values of things and so on and some of our well-known auction sites, 
all you have to do is sign an old CD of yours and you'll make about 199 US dollars. How's that? <laughs> if you're ever stuck. <laughs> I'd spoke to other artists, you know, and I said, do you realise that the drum that you signed back in 1982 is now worth three and a half thousand pounds? So, you know, you'll not be sure to work. <laughs> and listen well, to I Rina. Say I've, you know, I've, 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 I, I would go by saying I've had the wonderful occasion to travel through Ireland and spend a fair bit of time in, in Ireland and and in many parts of it, not everywhere. I'd still yeah. love to get to other parts, but mm-hmm. I, it's been a it's always a, a great great pleasure meeting people and experiencing everyone's hospitality and good humor and wordsmithing, and it's just really great to be able to spend this time with you today. Yeah, that's great. You know, we're really good at that over here. And and if you're ever in the county of Down, uh, you'll know that song that you do sing about Banbridge Town, the start of the county Down. Well, we're not that far away from Banbridge, <laughs> so uh, you make sure you <laughs> pop in the next time you're over, Lorena. <laughs> and the same if you ever make your way over here you know where to find it <laughs> absolutely Lorena can I thank you so much thank you not at all Chris great pleasure to spend this time chatting with Chris on FM 105 Down Community Radio your station your voice a big thank you to Lorena McKenna for joining me on tonight's programme for that great conversation if you want to find out more about the lady and her music, well, go to your website, lorenamccannett.com. That's lorenamccannett.com. Everything you need to know about her is there. Next week, I'll be joined by Simon Jacobs, head of Letter Lotto. It's a new app developed for your phone uh, where you have to bin it to win it. Uh, and yes, you can win money for binning your letter. No catches. Lots of people have won all across the UK and Ireland and across the world. If you're interested, well, tune in next week, same time, same place. Wednesday, 7.00pm and the programme also repeats 8.00pm on Sunday on here on FM 105 Down Community Radio. I'm going to leave you tonight with another classic from tonight's earlier guest, Lorena McKennett. This is one we all can relate to in this part of the world. It's the live version of the star of the county down. So until next week, stay safe, stay tuned to FM 105 Down Community Radio. Good night, folks. Bye.